You're listening to the Brand Ed Podcast with Robbie Fowler, episode 16, entitled Seven Lessons for Personal Brands and Business Leaders. Welcome to the Brand Ed Podcast with Robbie Fowler the show that helps you build a life-giving personal brand and business. I believe the chaos and confusion around branding, marketing, and business strategy leads to burnt-out leaders, underperforming businesses, and life-draining brands. The best way forward is to connect your branding, marketing, and business strategy together so you can become a better leader, build a stronger business, and bless the customers you serve. Welcome to today's episode. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a little different. We've been walking through what I call the radical empathy brand framework. It's really the various pieces you need in order to understand, market, and brand your personal business, or if you're a small business leader, or you, you know, you started your own business, or you're an entrepreneur. Those are the different pieces that you need to have in place in order to really go market, brand, and grow your business and grow yourself as a leader, not to leave yourself out. And so today, what I wanted to do is now that we're, you know, obviously several episodes into the podcast, I wanted to peel the curtain back a little bit and share just a little bit more about me and about my story. And then what I want to do is really kind of wrap that around seven takeaways that I jotted down, just seven things I've learned from doing this that I hope would resonate with you that you'll connect with and grab hold of. And well, you know, we'll serve you and help you as you try to grow your own personal brand or grow and market and brand your business. So I'm just going to share briefly a little bit about my story, and then I'm going to run through kind of seven seven takeaways. So I'm not going to take a huge deep dive, but like many folks I talk to that wind up starting a personal brand, or maybe they're an entrepreneur, or they're, you know, they've started their own business. The path from, you know, the path to get there is is rarely a direct line. In fact, what I've found is most often, you know, it's a it's a zigzag. And that's certainly true in my own story. I did not wake up, you know, at eight years old and think, one day I want to have my own business or personal brand. Some people do that, but that actually wasn't my story. In fact, my story started out, if I just rewind kind of the clock back to high school days. I can remember I grew up kind of in a small town in Texas, north of Dallas. It was a suburb of of Dallas. It is not small now, but it was small uh, when I was in high school back then. And the first real kind of choice for me was the classic small town choice between sports and music. So for me, I I was pretty decent at sports, but I was a little better at Music And so as I started to get older in high school, I had to make that choice. Like one of these is going to help me probably get into college and maybe even pay for some of college. Which of those two options is most likely going to be 
you know, the better option to to open those doors for me. And so I made the made the choice to do uh, music, in fact. So I go off to college and my thought was I was going to be a band director. And uh, because that was important, to, you know, part of my own life. So fast forward the tape. A little bit into college, I got involved in some summer camp ministry and uh, really just kind of through that process, now was looking at a different choice. So now I'm I'm entering into, you know, I think it was my third year of college and I'm feeling like, well, maybe I'm, you know, I'm what, what lies ahead is actually more ministry, not band director. And therefore that would be, you know, postgraduate studies at something like a seminary. And so I I decided to do that and actually switched from, you know, band director, you'd be a music ed major to a music composition major. So if we just pause the story right there, I'm talking to you about personal brands and I just admitted I went to college to be a band director. And by the time I'm done, I'm a music composition major, right? It's not the most direct path. And then when I uh, get done at school and undergrad, I had some different plans that didn't really work out. I thankfully got married to my lovely bride, still married to this day. We celebrated 25. We're on our way to 26 years. So this was a while ago. So I graduated in 95, I believe, undergrad. I go off to grad school and go into, you know, preparing for like full-time paid ministry, go do that for a little while. And then some other circumstances kind of come up. And now I'm in this spot where I'm making a decision now, hey, do I pursue another, you know, paid ministry position or do I take a break from that and go do something out in, you know, the business on the business side. And so I wind up doing that and I can remember, uh, I got a job at a startup company and I can remember going into the office the first day, just being absolutely terrified because at this point I had gone straight from undergrad to grad school. And all I had ever done was predominantly music classes in undergrad. When you're a music major, it is just tons and tons of music and not a whole lot else outside of music classes. I mean, like bare minimum. I think I took one math class, zero business classes, not any. Um, one computer class. I didn't have any other, you know, computer stuff. So I remember going into the office that first day of work, it's a startup company um, and in, in the technology space. And another whole nother crazy story about how I even, you know, got that got that job. But there I am. And I just remember sitting there and kind of thinking to myself, like just an initial panic. So I got there early. I got there like earlier than, you know, pretty much anyone else got there. So I'm just sitting in the front little reception area because I don't even know where I'm supposed to go. I don't know if I have an office or cubicle or or what the deal is. And I remember thinking to myself, oh my, you know, like, what have I done? Why would they hire me? What what do I know? I'm like a music major with a theo- theology graduate degree. 
I, I, like I said, not a single business class. I've never really, I don't think I'd ever stepped foot in a corporate office up to that point. And, um, you know, it, it, it was just crazy. So fast forward the tape a little bit more. I'm in the startup company and I start to really enjoy it. I was responsible for for some training uh, around our technology product that we offered and really started to love it and and kind of to thrive and um, really add a whole nother skill set. Some things that I had kind of messed with back doing some ministry stuff, but it, but really gelled. Um, and so that, that started to bring in some design. I was kind of doing some graphic design. I was doing some communication, a little bit of, you know, marketing and branding stuff. And then what happened that the technology company, we were a technology company, dot com, uh, in the, in the kind of dot com space serving the hospitality industry. And then nine eleven hit. And when 9-11 hit, it was not good for dot-com startups looking for investment money like this company was. The hospitality industry came to a screeching halt, right? Because nobody was traveling and everybody like cinched their belt and they weren't spending a dime, certainly not on our technology product that was aimed at the at the hospitality sector. And so, you know, it wasn't too long after that until... I got uh, ultimately got laid off because the startup company closed. We couldn't we couldn't keep going, and that's when I started my personal brand. And so I knew a nine eleven hit literally that next day. Even though technically I still had a job, as I was driving to work the next day, I can remember thinking, "I'm going to need a plan B big time." And that's really when I started thinking about my own personal brand. Like, I think I could maybe go do this for myself. I could take some of those skills I'd learned, you know, some some of the kind of skills around design and, and branding and marketing. And I think I could, I could maybe try to make a go of this because I'm going to need to do something. At the time, um, had one child and young children. My daughter was very young and my son, we found out actually on 9-11, we went and had the first sonogram and found out that he was going to be a boy. So I remember those times. I remember how stressed I was and and so um, did. Started something that was called 180 Communications, not the most creative thing. And I still have the little landing page. So I'll put that in the show notes. Um, I'll, I'll link to my about page and you can, you can kind of read some of this, but on my about page, I have like the little placeholder page I built for 180 communications. I'm not super proud of it. it does, you know, I look at it now and go, good Lord, that's, ooh, that's not great. Um, but Hey, it worked. It worked. Okay. And so then, you know, fast forward and what really happened from that point forward is I did a couple of other stints at uh, one or two other startup companies and and also uh, back into some church plants. So that's kind of where I found myself. I was in a, a in a church plant, which is essentially a startup or a startup company or working for myself doing this business that eventually just, you know, became my own personal brand, Robbie Fowler. 
And wherever I was along that journey, even if, if I was at a startup company or if I was doing, you know, paid church ministry, I always had this business. And so I was always doing it full time or part time since 2001, long before I'd ever even heard of the term personal brand. I, I didn't even know what that term was. So that's the real quick, you know backstory, not a direct path. If we were to recap, a guy goes to small town school, goes off to college to be a music education major so he can be a band director, switches to music composition, thinking, I'm probably going to go actually into ministry and go to, you know, graduate school, graduate school and go to, go to seminary. So I don't need all those education classes. Um, I'll, I'll do something, you know, a little more fun. I really just needed a degree to take the next step to get, to get into grad school. Do that, go to grad school, Get, it was a long haul. The grad school I chose was like a whole another four years. Um, it was a really long master's program. Do all that and um, not by my own plan, just, you know, life happens and I wind up in a startup company. And then 9-11 hits and I'm like, I mean, when 9-11 hit, if you were to look at my resume, you would say, a music major. Um, a master's in theology, about a year and a half worth of business experience. I mean, totally scattershoot random. So what, what have I learned from then until now that I would pass on to you? Maybe some takeaways, hopefully that, that would resonate with you. And so here, here are a few of those takeaways. Here are seven things that I just jotted down as I thought about. So what, what have I learned along the way? And one of those things, number one is, and I was doing, actually recording another podcast episode that will be coming up fairly soon. It's my first interview, my first guest, and he and I were talking earlier today and this is something he mentioned, which I thought is a great way to, to do this or to put this. But, you know, write down or find out what you're good at. If you're thinking about, I don't know, uh, I don't know if I should start a personal brand. I don't know if my personal brand's a good fit. I don't know if I am an entrepreneur. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. Or maybe you're already a, an entrepreneur or business and you're thinking, I really enjoy what I've been doing for the last eight years or five years or 10 years or whatever. I'd like to kind of capitalize on this and turn this into something, you know, more than just this business. Like I'd like to go help other leaders start start a similar business or, or do something like I've doing. I'd like to keep doing this, but also help others start. So wherever you are, here, here's just one good takeaway. Make a note of what you're good at, like what you're already doing right now in your work, line of work, and then scratch out or separate that from your profession. So if you take me, for example, you would look back and go, well, here's a guy that has, you know, like when I was a music composition major, I remember sitting in a library, hand writing out orchestral scores. Okay. There's not a lot of jobs I'm going to get hired to say, Hey, by the way, are you, are you good with a score? But what does that, what can I write down from that? I, I could say in order for me to be able to do that, 
that means I'm for sure creative. Okay, regardless of if that's in the realm of music or I'm a composer in the future or or something like that. Separate what you what you can do, some kind of proven skills that you have from whatever your profession is, and that can help you get perspective and and help you know what what to focus on and kind of major on. So even if you already have your own business, you would or or your personal brand, hey, make sure I'm sticking to these things because these things I'm good at. When it was in the ministry context, you know, uh, teaching, I was doing that a lot, uh, leading teams. I was obviously, you know, that was a big part of what I did. Putting systems in place, that was a big part of what I did. Lots and lots of creativity and communication, that was a big part of of what I did. So th- that would be an example of writing down what you're doing, what you enjoy doing, where you see results or you know, fruit or people ask you more or, or, you know, ask you to do those kinds of things, write those down and then separate that, like scratch out the part that's connected to your particular profession, because there's a very good chance you can take those and apply those other places. That's one lesson that I've learned along the way is rather than go, well, none of that matter. I didn't take any business classes. Trust me, all of the time I spent in grad school on communication and preaching and taking, you know, putting things and organizing things into like a sermon that makes sense to people that, that I use that same skill every single day. Um, when I'm working with like a brand on this, we might say like as a brand, what is your superpower? So write down a few of those superpowers that, you know, other people might look at it and go, man, it's not fair. It's not fair that you're bulletproof <laughs> or it's not fair that you're that creative or it's not fair that you're that good of a writer. It's not fair that, man, you can just talk to anybody. So write, write, write some of those down. The second takeaway that I would give you that I've learned is particularly as you get started, think holistically, not just specialty. Think holistically, not just specialty. So. Be curious beyond your specialization. So if you're a realtor, be curious outside of real estate. Think holistically. There's things you could pick up from all kinds of other places that might totally uh, transform the way you market or think about your marketing or your branding or something you do with a client or potential customer. Okay, so... Think holistically, not just in your specialty. That would apply for also like if you've connected with a particular framework or guru, just think think wider. Think, be, be curious, be a learner outside of whatever your area is. I want to start a business doing X, Y, Z. Great. Um, do it, but don't just only hang out with those kinds of people. Okay. Lesson number three. So number one, what are you good at separate from your profession? What are some of your superpowers? Number two, think holistically, not just specialty. Number three, ask why. That kind of goes along with number two. Ask why. That will particularly help with strategy. I need a new website. You know how many times people tell me that? My question always is why? And usually they don't know beyond like, I don't know, I'm just like my 
either I don't have one and I know I need one because I'm trying to get in business or start a personal brand or, oh, mine is just terrible. Okay. If we don't know why you need a new one and, and what to aim it at, then we're just going to wind up with you paying money for a fancier website that still doesn't do anything, doesn't work, doesn't help you grow your business. So that's a huge one. Ask why, like be a why asking person, because it's just too easy to go out to the specialist or the gurus or whatever. Everybody's going to tell you what to do. The problem is you can't do all of that. So at some point you need to start learning to answer the question, ask and answer the question why for your own brand and for your own business. Number four, takeaway number four, realize that the rest of the world sees things differently than you. So your perspective on whatever it is, when you're talking to a, the general public, customers, whatever, you're the probably the minority. For So if you're an Enneagram person, for example, I'm an Enneagram 5. Well, I got to realize when I'm talking to customers, I'm not just talking to a bunch of Enneagram 5s. So just realize that the rest of the world sees things differently than you. That can be so huge and helpful for your business. How you do marketing and say things, the way you you know build and think about your your brand or strategy. Hey, not everyone sees the world the same way that I do. Okay, take away number 5. I believe 1 2 3 4 5. Yep. Number 5. Your strange path that has got you to wherever you are today or maybe what you want to start tomorrow. Your strange path isn't actually that strange. Um again, the interview I did earlier today, he said the exact same thing. That I often say, like, because this is a weird trajectory. You would never draw out what I do today. You would never say, hey, if you want to do that, you wouldn't tell a 14-year-old. If that's what you want to be one day, here's how you get there. Go <laughs> go start, go spend two years in pursuit of music education. But then what I want you to do is sneak in a little music composition, then head off to seminary. Now, remember, don't take any business classes whatsoever. Nothing in computers, you know, don't, don't, don't learn how to do any of that. My path is not the path you would choose to say, if you want to do that one day, then start doing that now. And the reality is when you start talking to other personal brands, business leaders, entrepreneurs, not always, but that's actually the norm. The norm is, man, I meandered and all of that collectively, it's really weird, but now I do this. Okay, so your strange path actually isn't that strange. And here's another thing. It's not a disadvantage. It's not a disadvantage. In fact, I want you to flip the way you think about it and say it's actually an advantage. It's all of my, you know, music. That's creativity. That's like learning a whole new language. All of that, that training I did, um, you know, that that's you. I learned in seminary. I learned how to take. Like we're wrestling with the big questions in the universe and I'm having to take things that are really, really complicated and make them understandable in, you know, a sermon or a class or a handout or, or whatever. So I, like that does, doesn't intimidate me anymore. I'm working with, I work with clients all the time. I worked recently in the past, like six months, I've worked with someone in the genome sequencing 
business sector. I don't know anything about that, clearly. I worked with someone who is a complex hernia specialist doing abdominal wall reconstruction. All words I didn't even know a few months ago. But I I know that I can hear and take complex things and make it understandable. And that's why they hired me. Okay, so your strange path isn't strange. It's actually the norm, usually. That's actually far more the norm. It's not a disadvantage. In fact, I want you to think about, you know, how you use it. Um, Because oftentimes it's actually part of what makes you good at what you do is the strange path you've taken to get there. Number six, everybody needs help, period. Everybody needs help. So if you need help with your business, you know, reach out to me. I'd love to help. I needed help. So I've joined masterminds. I've bought classes. Everybody needs help. Nobody knows how to do all of this. Nobody. So get the kind of help that you need. Um, so know yourself and know, and know where you need help. Get the kind of help you need because everybody, every personal brand, every entrepreneur, every business, every leader, everybody needs help. So make sure you get the help that you need. Last, number seven. Not all entrepreneurs or guys and gals that start personal brands or business leaders are the same. They're not all the same. I tend to find myself swimming with swimming in waters that are filled with, it's true. There's a lot, if, 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 it's, if we're speaking Enneagram, there's lots of eights that start. There's some sevens that start. There's some threes that are like super efficient that go out and crush it. And they're, you know, they're, they start things and I'm not any of those things. And, and that's okay. If you want to go, if you're not one of those and you're like, yeah, but can I do this? You, you may or may not. I'm not telling you that, you know, you, you have to, you should. I'm just saying not everybody is the same. So if you're like me and probably a little bit more of the minority, Enneagram 5, First of all, go watch the Bill Gates Netflix uh, documentary. It's fascinating because he's in Enneagram 5. It's just a different look at, ah, there's someone who maybe is more like me or, you know, however you may be wired that, that, can, that can go do this. So n- not all are the same. Now, a lot of the ones kind of out front that we might attach to or be drawn to they they can be in larger numbers, you know, those things like on the Enneagram, but you don't have to like feel the freedom to be you and still be able to do something. You might not do it as big or glamour or whatever as him or her, but don't let that alone. Like, well, I'm not a high D person. Okay. Well, that may be wise for you to not start something, but don't just say, well, high D people are the only ones that that do this and I'm not one or Enneagram eights or threes are the only ones that go out and I'm not one of those. So I guess I can't go do this. Okay. That's, that's not true. So there's the seven quick takeaways. Find out what you're good at, separate it from your profession. That's your superpower. Think holistically beyond whatever your specialty is. Always ask why. Be the kind of person that asks why. Realize that the rest of the world sees things differently than you. That includes, you know, anybody, any vendors you work with, subcontractors, uh, customers, everybody. Uh, The next one, your strange path isn't actually that strange and it's not a disadvantage. I encourage you to actually use that. 
Number six was everybody needs help. So make sure you're getting the kind of help you need to to grow your business. And the last one, not all personal brands or entrepreneurs or business leaders are the same. So feel the freedom to start, even if you don't fit the mold. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining me on this episode that gives you, peels the curtain back a little bit, hopefully on on me. And on the next episode, we're going to take a look into all of those things, how they shape what I call my, my, uh, my manifesto. I actually created a manifesto. It's the life-giving brand manifesto. We'll dive into what that is and you know how it came about and, and um, in the next episode. In the meantime, thanks for tuning in. I will put links to a few of those like screenshots and that kind of stuff in the show notes and, and, and my about page where you can kind of go read a little bit more of the fuller story. But hey, I'd love to hear from you and I'd love for you to share this. If there's somebody that you know that is like trying to start something, trying to create a personal brand as a business leader, like go ahead and like share this episode with them. You can just click the up arrow on your phone. If you're listening to this on your phone, there's the little up arrow to share things and like just text it to them right now. And uh, hopefully that will be encouraging to them. Thanks so much again for joining me on this episode of the Brand Ed Podcast. Until next time, go and build a life-giving brand. Mm-hmm.